Resuming. Nerd. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe. What's good, everyone? And to my other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Oh, my stars and garters. This is the Nerd World Order broadcast, the official broadcast of the Nerd World Order community. All right. So before we get this started, I want to give a couple of shout outs here because, you know, I've been trying to hype this uh, Nerd World Order broadcast up as much as possible. And I got a few people who have gotten back to me with feedback. Uh, my buddy Devlin, he listens on his way to work with his daughter, Ashlyn. Uh, it's, it's, it's really awesome. You know, I gave him a shout out last episode and she was really stoked about it. So I want to make sure that I say her name on this. Ashlyn, thank you for listening. And then my buddy Tim out in Arizona, you know, Tim, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your, uh, your listening and your feedback. We all appreciate it. And, uh, anybody else out there in this beautiful land, if you are listening, give me, give me a, give me a holler. I'll let you know, you know, give me, let me know about it and I'll give you a shout out because, you know, you guys are the ones that we're doing this for and, you know, that's why we make it happen. Appreciate it. Uh, out there while you're listening to it, make sure you, you know, you let your friends know, uh, Get them, get get them turned on to this, and tell a friend, tell them to tell a friend, and everybody tells a friend, and everybody is listening, and then it's great. Gentlemen, let's jump right into our nerdy week. Um, I'll let you guys tell me about what you did dirty this weekend, but I'm going to start off because I had a great time. I, I went to a venue. It was a virtual interactive experience called dinos alive for those of you that don't know uh my son is a freaking genius when it comes to dinosaurs you know and, and you would think like oh what is your son like you know five six no my son's 14 and his possible chosen profession if he doesn't go into the nba which means that he will be the complete opposite of physical ability that i have um if he goes into the nba he won't be uh, doing anything related to dinosaurs. But if he uh, decides not to go into the NBA, he'll actually be an artist um, that does basically art artistic interpretations when uh, people find fossils, he interprets it, looks at the size of the fossils, everything like that. So anyway, TMI, TMI. Um, so this weekend, uh, the Duchess... Uh, my son, who some people call Bean, but I don't call him Bean because I think that's like a horrible nickname for somebody who's taller than me. Um, anyway, so we went to this event called Dinos Alive, which is an interactive uh, dinosaur uh, experience. It was pretty cool. My son can just name all the dinosaurs on site. Uh, for those of you who are running Dinos Alive, here's how good my son is. If you look at the pterodactyls, which aren't called pterodactyls anymore, they're called something else that my son knows, and I don't know the name of. Anyway, you have a dinosaur on your display that you have listed as Quetzalcoatlus. It's actually not a Quetzalcoatlus. You have the wrong dinosaur on that display. My son walks up and immediately identifies that, and that's why I'm just so hella impressed by that kid. So we walked around looked at the dinosaur displays and we did some VR, uh, which is great. I actually basically ran into the wall in the VR because there's no sensory like depth perception. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to play with the dinosaurs. I'm playing fetch with the dinosaurs and I think the dinosaur is over there. So I start walking towards it. Bam. There was a wall there. That's what I did. That was nerdy. It was a great time. I wore my nerd world order, uh, Jurassic Park in inspired shirt. So that was my nerdiest thing I did this weekend. Telling me that you, uh, your, your boy is into dinosaurs. I gotta, I gotta re 
I got to strengthen the fact that you need to watch Mitchell's versus the machines. The son is an avid dinosaur lover and the little girl that does love interest for him, dinosaur lover. So great. It's, it's, it's just such a great animated movie. I mean, it's, I put it right up there with uh, into the spider verse. Okay. Sorry. Just a little bit below into the spider verse, but above all the other stuff that's out there. So Mitchell's versus the machines. Watch it. And I, my son puts it on like once a week. Matter of fact, we just watched it. That's probably why it's so fresh in my head. Um, that's one thing we've been up to a lot lately. I, I've had some uh, back issues, so we're we're sitting around watching cartoons a lot. <laughs> um, last week, I think I was talking about one of the Spider-Man shows that we watched together. Uh, it's called Spidey and His Amazing Friends, and uh, Miles Morales goes by Spin in that. So there's Spider-Man, there's Ghost Spider, and then there's Spin. And they all actually have different colored webs. It's kind of neat. Um, yeah, you know, we've watched into the Spider-Verse again. We watch a lot of uh, the other uh, Spider-Man cartoon. Not the one from the 90s. There's like a newer one out on Disney+. Plus. It's really good. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. No, it's, it's actually after Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I think it's just called Spider-Man. Maybe Amazing Spider-Man. But okay. it, it, was, it was after. Ultimate was really good, too. We liked that one a lot. Um, but that, that's pretty much the, you know, well, toys. Of course, we're playing with his toys all the time. Um, the kid's hilarious. Like, just right now, we got back from karate. And, you know, he's, I thought he was tired, you know. <laughs> so full of energy. He grabbed his Captain America shield, and he grabbed his dark lightsaber, and he jumped up on the couch. He's like, yeah, and he jumps off, and he's attacking his imaginary foes. This kid is fighting everybody and everything at all times. You know, he'll run, he'll drop everything, go grab Mjolnir, pulls out his hammer. Oh, man. It's it's a blast. It's a blast to play with him, but mostly just to sit back and watch him and wonder what the heck is going on in his head. I love it. I love it. Um, my poor daughter right now, she's studying for finals, so we try to keep it down a little bit with the exception of Nathaniel jumping all over the place. And she's just sitting there, a stress ball on the kitchen table, just doing studying notes, notes. You know, it's like they get a page of notes and she just pile them all in as much as she possibly can on one page. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my week so far. What about you guys? What about you, Joe? Um, I'm just, you know, watching, you know, Justice League Unlimited on, um, HBO Max and just thinking, man, why can't they make movies this good? <laughs> Every episode is good. It's <laughs> kind of like depressing because you're watching the show and you're like, man, this is really good. You know, and every episode you watch you to get more into it and you just, get more disappointed of what DC is doing with their live action movies with these characters that the cartoon does so well with, you know, just that. And, you know, watching Peacemaker, that show is really good. James Gunn did a good job with that. And, you know, watching Boba Fett. I know we talked about Boba Fett, but I'm going to give it a chance. It's got like a few more episodes and um, maybe uh, your son needs to watch Friends, you know, because Ross is a pain in Talia, or something. I think that's what it's called. Where they deal with dinosaurs, <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually surprised my son doesn't watch Friends because he watches like all the cheesy comedies I refuse to watch. Like he's into The Office and Parks and Recs and mm -hmm. everything like that. So I bet you if you tell him Ross is a paleontologist, I know I'm a paleontologist. Yeah, paleontologist. He he might watch it. <laughs> he Although, might. Yeah. Uh, his actually his best friend loves friends. Like when we get yeah. her like Christmas gifts, we're like, she, you know how some people are just easy to shop for because you're right. like lazy and you're like, it's got friends on it, and you just throw it in the cart. <laughs> so I'm sure if she suggests it, then he'll actually watch it. But and if Uncle Joe watches it, he'll actually watch it. But if I suggest it, then he'll be like, nah. <laughs> and then what kids do though you tell them the yeah. same thing like when my son used to play basketball i would tell him some things and he wouldn't do it and then the coach would be telling him the same thing and then he looks at me and i'm like yeah you just don't listen to me because i'm your dad <laughs> but i think we all were like that when we were kids oh yeah dude we were all stubborn hard-headed hey x i have a question for yes, you yes sir regarding you watching Spider-Man with your son, did you start at like ground zero with the 1960s Spider-Man and you've been progressing through all the Spider-Man series? <laughs> I, I couldn't do that to him because uh, with his attention span, I mean, bear in mind, he's six. 
he's not going to want to watch that, <laughs> you know, um, with everything he's been exposed to lately. I mean, I guess he watches that Ryan show. So he, <laughs> that's like watching paint dry, but, um, yeah, he, I've, you know what? I've, maybe I'll have to expose him that a little bit because it's got the classic theme song. Oh wait, no. Are you talking about the cartoon or the Spider-Man TV show? No, the cartoon, the cartoon. No, we've watched some of those. Definitely. Uh, we watched those. We watched Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, but the, the live action Spider-Man, no, not yet. You know, Japanese Spider-Man, not yet. You know, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's going to be deep cuts for him later. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to watch the original live action Spider-Man just because I remember watching it as a kid and just expecting more to happen, but they they had no budget, right? So they had that like they paid one guy to climb up a wall while wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, so I um I, I want to watch that again. That's not on Disney Plus, is it? I don't believe so. But do you yeah. remember when they did some movies and they did they did um, they did Matt Murdock and they did Thor and they did uh, I don't know if they did Hulk, but it was it was def- yeah it was Thor and Hulk mm-hmm. and then uh, and uh, Daredevil was his lawyer. Yeah, weren't those Hulk movies? Were they Hulk movies or Spider-Man movies? They were definitely Hulk movies, my bro. Oh, that's right. They were Hulk yeah. movies. Did Spider-Man have movies? No, Spider-Man barely had a show. That's right. I, I remember he, him wasn't like... It, wasn't it a movie, though? The live action back in the day? Wasn't it a movie? Here was the thing, because I, you know, I, I watch documentaries on all sorts of crap. And then Joe <laughs> says everything I watch sucks. It was... It started out... It was like a movie, right? the first episode was a movie and the movie did well. So they broke it up. Like they re-released it, broke it up into two parts. And then after that, they turned it into a show. Gotcha. Yeah. Remember his webs were like ropes. Like, yes. I remember when he was like shooting at that tree when he was just dressed up as Peter Parker. And he's like, I'm trying out my new webs and he shoots a rope at a tree and then he just <laughs> swings on it. I'm like, I could do that. I, I yeah. <laughs> I still do that. But it was cool though, because at that time we didn't have anything. Well, that was around the same time. Remember when Kiss used to come out with movies? I never saw a Kiss movie. Okay, this will be like a confession. When I was a kid, Kiss kind of scared me. Okay, because I wasn't trying to watch no Kiss movie. Wasn't it like Kiss versus the Phantom or something like that? It was something like that. I I vaguely remember, but I I see your point. Like they were kind of scary, but they were kind of cool because they were heroes too. We're dating ourselves, guys. It was like back in our day, we watched the Spider-Man TV show. I was horrible, but we were grateful. (laughs) I watched it on VHS. Yeah. Damn, VHS even makes it sound old, doesn't it? I watched it on (laughs) Blu-ray. You you didn't watch it on Betamax? I streamed it. Last week, <laughs> Laserdisc. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> Laserdisc was the next big thing. Oh yeah. man, did did you guys uh, rent Laserdisc at Don's Video, Joe? No, I did. I <laughs> I rented VHS. Okay. I don't even I don't even remember them having Laserdisc to be honest. I don't think they did, but I was because basically Joe and I both worked at a video store right, right. when we were going through college. And Joe worked there first. And then mm-hmm. my recollection is, and tell me if I'm wrong, Joe, you were leaving. And so you were like, hey, uh, you know who could do this job? That's what he told the owner. <laughs> this guy. And then he got me a job there. I yeah. was like his, I was like his not so adequate replacement. <laughs> what I, I wonder why did I why did I leave? I don't even remember where I went from there. I think it was Miller's Outpost, maybe because yeah. you were working. Oh, two yeah. Jobs. That's yeah. right. It was Miller's yeah. Outpost. So for the discount on the clothes. Like, the owner was German. So, like, for some odd reason, she kept playing like Die Hard every you know, Christmas, the whole month yes. of Christmas. Yeah. And I'm like, wasn't this dude German and he died? <laughs> and she's a German owner. She's like, Die Hard, we gotta put it on. We gotta put it on. <laughs> there there wasn't a lot of German representation back then. So yeah, you know, it was like black exploitation movies. Yeah, back in the 70s. We knew they were doing us dirty, but at yeah. least we were on the big screen. So that's yeah. that's how she felt with her German person yeah. in a movie. You Any was, representation. What was crazy was like every time the brothers kept, you know, they came in. Hey, man. So what's up, dude? You got Dolomite? I'm like, yes, in the black section. He's like, what? I'm like, yes, in the black section. Well, what do you mean? Look to your right. 
You see it right there? That's the black section. And they walk over there and they grab the, you know, like we used to have those little tags for the video. Yeah. He looks back at me. He's all, this is a nice ass black collection. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I call it the black section. Because only Joe could get away with telling black dudes to go to the black <laughs> section. <laughs> you know why, dude? Because they think I'm mixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, they, everyone calls me the light-skinned brother. So they're like, uh, you know, like uh, the dark brothers are like, all right, light-skinned brother, thank you. It's in the black section. And I'm like, you're damn right. Light-skinned brother's making a comeback. Let's get it. So I think this is a good time for us to talk about uh, Sony, the amazing Spider-Man universe, uh, Andrew Garfield. Let's get into it, guys. You know, let's talk about, I'm going to call it, the Sony Spider Verse, yeah, it's a good way okay. to do it. I'm Sony okay Spider Verse. Would you rather have a to another Toby movie or would you have another um, Andrew Garfield movie? You know, realistically, I feel like Toby ended his trilogy on a low note, mm -hmm. right? Uh, with the Spider Man three just being a just a train wreck. Yeah. So I feel like Toby deserves the redemption. But who deserves yeah, but it more? At least he got a third movie. Andrew Garfield never got his third one. Yeah. Andrew Garfield really deserved a redemption. And he did get it in Spider-Man. Um, Homeboys. What, what was it called again? No Way Home. <laughs> no, way no, home. Way, no Way Home. No Way Home. <laughs> one of the homes. But I, I think, you know, he did get his redemption, and I think that's what's good to set him up for something new. Um, I don't see why they couldn't have uh, his movies and uh, Tom Holland's running simultaneously, you know. I mean, more money, more money, you know, nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'll, I'll put it out every day, all day, you know. I want to watch. I'll, I'll watch it both. If they did all three in separate universes, I'd still watch it because there's nothing wrong with, you know, like a grown-up, you know, Spider-Man, you know, with – man problems you know you're making rent and and you know like you know make sure you're making sure that uh, mary jane's happy and that they're not having some issues and he's sleeping on the couch and then you know you could have amazing spider-man with andrew garfield you know doing his thing where you know he's still trying to find that love that he's looking for because he lost he lost his and he you know the mary jane's out there somewhere and he's going to find her and then and then you got tom holland who's just you know he's growing up he's still you know he's well he just got out of high school right so, um, you know, he's got his own apartment. He's got no, no friends and family. You know, I, I think all three have something different to offer, and there's no reason why they can all go on at once. Is it going to be too much Spider-Man? Perhaps, you know, but if they're doing quality content, who's going to care? I think it, it's just going to be saturation, which is why I would prefer that they take one Spider-Man and stick with him. Which, if I have to pick out of the three, because I like um, expanded universes and complex universes, um, if I have to pick out of the three, as far as continuing storylines, I feel that we should just stick with Tom Holland. Yeah, you had your moment in the sun. Um, you know, wow, I came back for a Marvel movie and I did great. Okay, and because of that, everybody wants to see me in my own movie. <laughs> That's going to be saturation. And I, I don't want to get oversaturated with my superhero shows and movies. I mean, yeah, would it be too much saturation though if it was like one a year, but it was the other one doing it? You know, I I, I'm, I would put Tobey Maguire out of the equation, but I mean Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland, I, I think they could do it. Like, you know, this is Tom Holland's year, this is Andrew Garfield's year, back and forth, and and they could do that for a long time until they're you know grown men. You know, I mean, they are in real life, but <laughs> they'll get there. You know. Well, here, well, here's why I'm okay with it. It's not so much saturation if you do it right, because they did No Way Home pretty good with the three in there, the balance of it. The reason why I think you could have two is you got you got the Mor Morbius is coming out, right? And then you got another Venom coming out. And I think you could use Andrew Garfield in that universe for that Spider-Man. That way you can focus Tom Holland on the Marvel main universe and you don't have to bring the crossover between the spider-man and the in the, the sony verse spider-man and you can keep andrew garfield there and you can give him a third movie and just use that spider-man if he was to make other appearances like in morbius and um 
and Venom and the future Venom. And then you just keep Tom Holland with the main universe. What do you think about that? Yeah, is is that kind of what they're leaning towards? Like Venom and Morbius are on the same universe, and then they're thinking of putting Andrew Garfield in that universe. I would totally be fine with that because those are separate. They're just they they are, you know. Uh, Andrew Garfield. I mean, they could even make it to where he's not even a main character. He's just somebody that shows up and whoops them down in their own movie. Because <laughs> they're coming out with Craven as well. Oh, so that's you know right. they're trying to they're trying to set up their Senator Six, but does it have to be Tom? So if they if if he in fact is doing another three movies, you're you don't have to waste the any of those movies to reintroduce a Venom, a Craven, or Morbius, right? And you can just keep Andrew Garfield in that back burner to keep Tom Holland Holland where he's at, and you can have Andrew Garfield filling in all those other gaps of the Spider-Man there. And then if you were to bring in Miles Morales, who would be a perfect more fit as a mentor for him? Because if you played the video game on the Sony PlayStation, it's an older Peter Parker. It isn't Tom Holland around his age. So you really don't want to use Tobey Maguire, even though he is older. But Andrew Garfield is kind of like in between of the age between Tobey and Tom. And I think that would be more of a mentor for Miles even though they kind of introduced it in the the Marvel universe with Tom Holland, I think it'll be easier for Andrew Garfield to mentor like a, a Miles Morales, and you don't have to make another Spider-Man movie. Well, that, that's, that's genius. That's genius. You bring in you bring in Andrew Garfield, and then you introduce Miles Morales, and then Andrew Garfield dies because he's had his chance. This way, Sony has their own Spider-Man movies, but it's all Miles Morales. Right, and then you have Spider Man in the Marvel Universe. If they cross over, they cross over, you know, because they're two different people. I think that's I think that's actually a really good way to go. I've got a degree of skepticism. It's a great idea, Joe, to have Miles Morales have an alternate universe. You bring in Garfield. Let's say you give him his third movie, but it transitions into a Miles Morales character, which in a lot of ways would be very similar to. Uh, Miles Morales's introduction into the Ultimate Universe, which is where he came from in the comic books, which is he did meet Peter Parker. Peter Parker died. Uh, he took over sort of the mantle of Peter Parker. He interacted with Aunt May you know, and everyone like that. So that could actually work very well. I like that idea. What I don't like is the idea of having two Spider-Mans that we have to watch on the big screen. I just think it would be too much. Joe, you have an excellent point. Miles Morales, I'm just going to say this, and ladies, gentlemen, and knights, you can hate me later. Miles Morales is Spider-Man in name only. And what I mean by that is, yes, he shoots webs, spins webs, whatever, uh, but like when you look at his power set, yes, he shoots webs, but he also turns invisible. He also has his electric, you know, his, his basically his electric shot. So I could get behind that because it wouldn't be the same old thing. Very different character, similar name, but different skill set. So I actually mm -hmm. like that idea. Yeah. And if, if they ever like, you know, mess with the multiverse again. Why can't they have a crossover? I mean, because that's how they did in the comics. Miles Morales came in in the Ultimate Universe, and then, and then he would cross over with Spider Man in reality. I mean, or six one six, you know, and and then they would go back. You know, I I think they could play that same game with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe and Sonyverse. I mean, you know, you you've got you've got them all coming. You've got Venom and, and Morbius, and you got Craven, and. The other one that I'm curious about is you've got um, the vulture walking the fine line because he showed up in the Morbius commercial or not commercial the preview, but he is in you know MCU. So where does that go? I think that's just a multiverse thing. Morbius is actually a problem for me because they pushed it back. Now one might say the reason that they pushed it back is so that they could insert more elements of let's say an Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. But when you're coming off of the success of a No Way Home and you push a movie back, that tells me 
that Sony isn't thinking like long-term strategically in order to get people excited about the Sony verse. You know, this is a perfect opportunity. The fact that they pushed it back tells me that Sony just continues to make bad decisions about its Spider-Man universe. Well, you know, let's put it this way. They're like, well, they got another episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast coming out, and they're going to tell us how to fix it, which we just did. So where's my movie check, Sony? <laughs> I believe Joe would actually be entitled to that check. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can break us off a piece. Kick-head box. Executive producers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, like, or what if Sony just saw how successful No Way From Home is and you're just looking at it going, hmm, let's bank on that. You right. know, maybe they, they looked at the way it was going, how it ended, because it's already, you know, it's already done. And they just saw how successful and and everybody like is is really hyped up about Andrew Garfield. And you know, Sony's probably listening to that and be like, you know what, dude, let's do something with this kid. And maybe they're just reshooting scenes with Andrew Garfield because, to your point, Alan, they need to be better. And they think if they use that to redo some scenes, it can be better than what they're putting out. Yeah, nobody expected Andrew Garfield to blow up like this. Okay. You know, he did it. He did it in a big way. You know, it's like he was almost, you know, like the star of the show. You know, it's it, it wasn't his movie at all, but his light shined a little brighter than most. Yeah. And, man, is it going to blow up. I, I think they can do something right. Like I said, just tune in. I've always, been a, I've always been a fan of Andrew Garfield. I, I thought he's my favorite Spider-Man. I mean, Tobey Maguire is always the OG, but I always like Andrew Garfield, even though like he got a lot of hate. It's just kind of cool. Like someone doesn't do so well in that time comes out in this movie, and the writers did him so much justice that everyone's yeah. like, "Yo, we need another movie." Where at that time, no one was like, "Yo, he, he doesn't deserve another movie." I feel like the movie watching population is fickle. They have a very short memory. Yeah. And the excitement that people feel for Andrew Garfield is not going to continue over long enough to uh, turn into cinematic gold. That's probably why they're trying to rush and get him into Morbius. Perhaps that would be a good yeah. point. But to your point, Alan, I could see fans are like here for the moment. As soon as the moment goes, they jump on another moment. Mm -hmm. You remember when everybody was like, "You you can't replace, you know, uh, Bowsman for uh, Black Panther." Now today, everyone's like, "No, we're cool with it. You need to you need to replace them and bring in a new Black Panther." So to your point, man, I could see people just jumping. I don't know if it'd be a bandwagon, but I guess they just jump from moment to moment, right? Yeah. Uh as far as Chadwick Boseman goes, since you brought him up, Joe, mm -hmm. no one can replace Chadwick Boseman as King T'Challa. And I, I feel like people who say that don't understand comic books. And what I mean by that <laughs> is like there have been hundreds of Black Panthers mm -hmm. who wasn't King T'Challa. You don't right. have to recast King T'Challa. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is say like, whatever happened to King T'Challa, he's not in the picture right now. And therefore his cousin whomever is going to take the mantle of Black Panther. You know, they don't need to recast him, though. And who's to say uh, Black Panther's girl didn't get pregnant? All of a sudden, well, got a baby coming. You know, we got a teenage Black Panther. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, the timeline, the timeline of where Marvel's at. There's you a five-year I mean? blip. Five-year blip. That kid's could be six by what? now. Six? There <laughs> <laughs> you go. I'm sure they got something going on. He's 15. <laughs> if T'Challa isn't married to Storm, okay, <laughs> then I don't want to see it on the big screen. Preach. Period. Like they, they could say, oh, T'Challa went off to another part of Africa because he met this woman with white hair who controls weather and just leave it. Okay. Right. And all the fans are going to be like, oh, yeah. Right? I love child on Krakoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd want that. Okay. There we go. MCU movie check. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting checks. what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, you know, the um, in the Doctor Strange movies, supposedly they're supposed to be like Illuminati's going to be in there. 
it's just a rumor, but if yeah, and then they have Black Panther supposedly supposed to be as one of the members. You have to think like, are they going to create a new Black Panther? Or who's going to be the Black Panther? You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that the fact that Mr. Fantastic is one of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you basically have everyone already represented, with the exception of T'Challa, because Professor X has already been represented before. Um, in two different versions, you know, with McAvoy and also with Patrick Stewart, right? Yes, sir. Uh, then you have Black Bolt, who was portrayed um, in the Inhumans. X, <laughs> don't I'm laugh. Sorry. I'm sorry. I like that show, okay? When Joe says I like some whack-ass shows, Inhumans <laughs> is a perfect example. Um, so you have Black Bolt, who was represented. Uh, you also have Mr. Fantastic, who's been represented twice. So if you say that the Illuminati, because in the 616 universe, the Illuminati are all from the same universe. If you go like crazy on them, right? And think about this. You have a multiversal Illuminati. Oh, that would be just insane but it would make a lot of sense to bring them in as a multiversal Illuminati in multiverse of madness. Like a new TVA. Well, yeah. they were, yeah, they were saying like, they're the uh, Illuminati of the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> was, and, and the watch is going to be the big guy. <laughs> but they also has like, I think I saw a certain namer in there, right? I think there was like some pictures that people were like, the uh, rumors were, I think it was like what namer, Black Bolt, Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, um, Black Panther, Professor X, mm-hmm. Iron anybody Man. else? Oh, and Iron Man. But here's the thing, too. Like, do you guys remember when Tom Cruise was supposed to get casted as Iron Man, but he was filming those Mission Impossible, so it went to Robert Downey Jr. Yep, I you heard, heard about, about that? that. Yeah. And now there's rumors of him being Iron Man. So Marvel. Like it or not, in the movies that they make, you kind of still need an Iron Man and a Captain America, yeah. right? You still have a Captain America, but you still need an Iron Man. Even though if they bring in Riri, you still need someone to mentor Riri. But you need an Iron Man. What do you guys think about that? You think we need an Iron Man? No. I don't know. Iron Man, like, in the comics, isn't the biggest thing in the world. Like, he's not the most sought after. But when MCU brought in Iron Man, it was an explosion. And he paved the way for a lot. I, I, I think they should do him justice and bring him back. I mean, you could put anybody in that armor. You know, you could bring them from any reality. Uh, it could be that, that kid who uh, was an Iron Man 3, all grown up, you know. Uh, there's a lot they can do with that. I mean, it's going to be tough to replace Tony Stark. And it's going to be tough to replace Rob, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Uh, I did like the way I heard a couple times that there was speculation that Robert Downey Jr. would be the voice in the, in the, in the head, you know, the man in the machine, the Jarvis, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, that would be kind of cool, you know, because, like, he wouldn't yeah. have to come in. He wouldn't have to get in excellent shape. He could just sit there in his robe recording. That would be, that would be super sweet. There's so much they can do with that. Because even if you brought in Tom Cruise as the Iron Man, you're not cheapening the death of Tony Stark or, right. excuse me, Robert Downey Jr. So he can still remain dead, and it doesn't cheapen his death. You just have a new Iron Man. But then they got to take all those Iron Man suits and shorten them. He's not yeah. tall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not tall. Yeah. They need a short Wolverine. I'm saying it. I'm saying it now. And no, not Danny DeVito. I don't really want to see another Iron Man. I feel like it would be lazy writing. Mm-hmm. Having a multiverse to bring stuff in here and bring it in there. And like, oh, we ran out of our contract with Robert Downey Jr. So we killed Iron Man. But you know what, everybody? Uh, multiverse and that solves everything <laughs> no that's just lazy writing we got another one in back yeah yeah and i personally the minute that iron man decided to go to war with cap he was dead to me anyway <laughs> and he died i was like it's about time yeah. <laughs> you don't disagree with cap and then think that you're gonna live through you know in game and then cap you know what cap had the ultimate win he said i'm leaving and getting my girl okay he won twice. He didn't die, and he got his girl. So I hope Iron Man stays dead. <laughs> what if What if Tom Cruise is actually dope in it as an Iron Man? Would that change your things, the way you think about stuff? Because we were all saying the same thing with the three Spider-Mans in one movie. 
Yeah, I mean, he can be, but the problem is it's like how – I mean, why – we can't really get too emotionally invested in him because, I mean, Tom Cruise costs a lot of money, you know. They're not going to be able to do everything that they want because they're too busy paying Tom Cruise, you know. And plus, Tom Cruise, no matter how much he does and how young he looks, he's not young. And that, that man's getting older every day, you know. It's like him and Johnny Depp. I love Johnny Depp. That man's getting older every day. You know, they've got to eventually pass the torch – give these, you know, young roles over to young people. You know, Hemsworth is young. Um, you know, um, all the Chris's, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris, Chris Pratt. I mean, like Hollywood's full of Chris's and British guys. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care much for Tom Cruise. I would challenge anyone to mention a good Tom Cruise movie. Here's funny, though. You say Tom Cruise is old. You need another younger guys. Well, then why are we talking about Keanu Reeves, who's only two years younger than Tom Cruise? Because he's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, you got me there. And but I mean, I don't want Keanu Reeves playing some. Like I said, I don't want Keanu Reeves playing somebody like like Iron Man, Captain America, or somebody like that in that generation. I want him playing somebody like like Mephisto who he should be Mephisto and you know, Mephisto can be old. He doesn't have to be young because he's all powerful. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, he doesn't have to be physical. He's, he's, you know, powerful with the supernatural, you know, uh, somebody like that. He could be like, not the watcher, but like the in-betweener or, you know, um, uh, eternity. I don't know if you guys ever seen eternity, but he could be eternity. He could be a celestial, you know, he could be the shark in John. Let me answer that question for you, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is experiencing a renaissance in his career. Right. He went from being sort of the joke where everyone just said, like, all he could say is, like, whoa, to becoming John Wick, and everybody really started to like him again. And then he revamped some of his roles, like Bill and Ted, uh, and of course, The Matrix. He is experiencing a renaissance. People want to see. Keanu Reeves because they like his movies. Whereas Tom Cruise is really on sort of a decline where people don't really clamor to see Tom Cruise, you know? Yeah, I'm okay with Tom Cruise, but have him start playing an older guy. You know, he's he's the guy who's who's mentoring somebody. He's the guy passing the torch. He's like you know Riri. Right. Riri. Exactly. What well, if he's the guy that's mentoring Riri? That's there you go. That's not bad. Yeah, just like I was saying, Andrew Garfield, you know, well, I mean, like you were saying, Andrew Garfield and Miles Morales. I mean, yeah, something like that. You know, somebody on their way out. We're going to see this new Top Gun movie, of course, after all the reshoots. It's it's going to have a resurgence of Tom Cruise again. You know, it's going to, people are, people are in love with the first movie. And the second one's just going to, it's going to bring all that emotion or, or it's going to do what The Matrix did. Nobody cares about Maverick, the movie. No one's like, oh my gosh, I want to see... Top Gun, like, 30 years after I watched the original. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that, really, man. Yeah, I know a slew of people that are, but, I mean, in the long run, I mean, how much, you're right, how many people in the world really want to see this Maverick movie? That movie got pushed back. Nobody really knew that. No one really cared. <laughs> you're saying they're, they're doing reshoots. Like, you know why? Because that movie was going to suck. <laughs> You, I bet you didn't even like the original one, bro. And that's why you don't care about it. There's a lot of people out there that like the original Top Gun. Everybody loved that movie. It was a hit. We like it. We were talking. Everybody lives moment to moment. Yep. Moment to moment, right? I live my life a quarter mile at a time. You can have your moment to moment. So I'll take a Fast and the Furious 10 over Maverick any day. Did we watch that in a movie theater? You didn't care too much for it. I remember you and Rashawn, shout out to Rashawn, tore that movie up. Yeah, it was the laziest of lazy writing that whole series is the laziest of lazy writing <laughs> yeah i feel like there's lazy writing and then there's preposterous writing and i understand that the fast and the furious movies are based on preposterous ideas this movie did two things which just sort of put it over the top they had one device which was the magnet that they used to propel the plot forward that's all they had was magnets once they got those magnets 
any attempt to make a decent movie stop. Remember? Because Alfonso's like, magnets, what? Huh? Okay, there were chase scenes. And they used the magnets in the chase scene. And then they were they were like, oh, someone has guns on us, right? Oh, we're going to use magnets in order to get the guns <laughs> away from everybody, right? And then they're like, oh, we're out in space. Spoiler alert, <laughs> they went <laughs> to space. They're like, how are we going to stop this satellite oh we'll use the same plot device we've been using for the past two and a half hours magnets okay <laughs> the world's problems cannot be solved with magnets and lazy writing cannot be solved with magnets stop it with the magnets until x-men comes out and you got magneto i could be okay with that yeah i think i've seen two maybe three of the fast and furious movies and Hobbs and Shaw. That's about it. Hobbs and Shaw was good, though. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was a lazy you writing. Like a Dukes? I know you like that, Dukes. Oh, I loved Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. You know what Hobbs and Shaw gave us, don't you? <laughs> okay? The greatest character in the history of yeah. cinema. Black Superman. Superman. <laughs> That's right. That's what Hobbs and Shaw gave us. Best so, line ever. Yeah. That was pretty so good. I loved Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. But they didn't use magnets to solve all their problems. No, they didn't. It was good though. I watched that the other day. That's a movie you can just put on and enjoy it because that movie is the exact opposite of the last Fast and Furious. They have chase scenes running down down the side of buildings. Mm -hmm. Then they have like the regular chase scenes in streets, and then they have chase scenes on like the hills of Salmoa. They're just all over the place. That's just awesome. It's it's a completely different form of writing compared to what they did with the last Fast and the Furious. You know, it's weird. It didn't do as well as the the, the other franchise. I, I am still surprised by by that because internationally, I would think that The Rock and Jason Statham would do very well, mm -hmm. along with having the Fast and the Furious name attached to it. Right. It's a mystery to me why that movie didn't do well. What's crazy is, you know, when they were having that beef, you know, Ty, uh, was that Tyrese was like, yeah, see, you can't do as good as we can. And it's kind of, <laughs> you're just like, but the movie was so much better. So, yeah, there's no correlation between like, hey, a movie like makes a lot of money and it's actually good. Like, I'll speak to Venom 2, which is a Sony product. Not a yeah. good movie. Let There Be Carnage, not a good movie. I was actually... Uh, listening to Comics Explained, so shout out to those guys on YouTube. Uh, not those guys, Rob, even though I'm sure that Rob has a whole group of people that works with him with editing and everything like that. Rob Core, awesome, Comics Explained. Anyway, he was explaining uh, Red Goblin. We've talked about Red Goblin before. In fact, I yeah. think we talked about him a little bit in the last episode. Okay, so Red Goblin is basically Hobgoblin and Carnage Symbiote mixed together. Oh, one of the things I think that Joe mentioned was that Ned might become Hobgoblin? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what if Good Ned call. becomes Hobgoblin only to set up him getting a Venom symbiote? Because Venom's spawn is Carnage. Venom, at the end of No Way Home had a spawn, which doesn't make much sense because he already had a spawn, which is Carnage. But let's say in this universe, he spawned another Carnage. It would be really cool if in the MCU, Ned becomes Hobgoblin, and because the Carnage symbiote now exists in the MCU, they skip all the Carnage stuff because it's been done before mm -hmm. and go straight to Red Goblin. Mm. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I mean, I do like the idea, too, that they've been kicking around that. Um, when the vulture was in prison, he walked by Max Gargan, who had a scorpion tattoo on his neck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we know in the Marvel Universe, Max Gargan is the scorpion. And mm -hmm. for a long time, he was a scorpion until one day he became Venom. Right. So he, he wore that for years, and, and uh, he did a really good job, you know. And in this, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, the scorpion does not have powers he doesn't have a suit he wasn't you know some science experiment he's just he's just a, a rough guy that goes by scorpion because you know that's his gang name and uh to, to give him a symbiote would be 
it would be carnage. <laughs> yeah, um, it would definitely would. But, you know, of course, you know, Venom over here would be great. And then, you know, that would just all lead back to what you said in the previous episodes about Noel. And then we bring it all together for one big fight. I feel like when uh, Alfonso mentions Noel, it's just because he knows <laughs> I'm going to get all hyped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I am now. <laughs> yes, Noel. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I don't think that no would happen. I, I saw another guy talking about no and basically just regurgitate what Alan said on our last podcast about no. But I, I don't think Sony would have too much control if you make that guy the main villain, you know, and no carried over to the Marvel Universe. And I don't think Kevin Feige would do that. One of the things I recently saw on a, on a uh, TikTok was when uh, Black Knight picked up his sword and Blade said, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Mm -hmm. um, that sword seemed to be moving, moving around a little bit, which is actually more of a representation of the Necro sword, which is something that Null created. Meaning, I just think that it's rather possible that they're going to be moving towards elements of Null in the MCU. The, the ebony blade was just that. It's an ebony ebony blade. It's it's black, it's ebony, but it does have a curse on it to where it does want more blood if you get it on it. So it generally drives people insane. So I, I could see it being a combination of the two. Um, do I want that? Yeah, I want it all. Give it to me. I'll take <laughs> it. Here's my money. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think it would be dope. It sounds dope, the whole storyline. But like I said, I don't think... Because then you give, because that's such a, it's a Sony character. Right. And that character would have to be in every Marvel movie that you're going to make. Right. That, that's smart, if too. Because... If you're going to do a big crossover like that. Yeah. And it's that's... just more money for Sony. Yeah, the way you're thinking is smart. Because, you know, we're, we're thinking of what, as fans what we want, what we think, you know, what we hope. But you're right. You got to think of it as an executive level. It's, it's, it's not what you think and why, what you hope. It's what's going to. You know, who's going to be cashing the checks, who's going to be writing the checks and what, you know, it's all about money. So what you say make, makes a lot of sense, Joe. It really does. You know, I, I'm just going to sit here and want. Because you got to figure the more money they make with Sony, it's it's going to be harder for them to try to buy Sony. Right. And that's less more money out of their pocket, too, because here's some for you. Here's some for me when they can be like, we want it all. Let me throw this idea out at you guys. Marvel Comics used to write comics for us. Now, they write comic books with the intention of having some of their bigger stories be turned into movies, right? Like a right. movie arc. Right. And it's probably last summer the biggest arc that they had was King in Black with Null. Joe brings up an excellent point. They don't want to put more money into Sony's pockets. But I think if you consider this, there was a period of time when they buried the X-Men and the mutants because they couldn't get the rights to the X-Men. And then they worked everything out and suddenly, oh my gosh, we have 5 million X-Men titles again and Wolverine's mm -hmm. not dead anymore. <laughs> if they're putting that much energy and having multi-crossovers into Null, they probably have a bigger plan. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But then they got to, you know, they, they've got lawyers involved. They've got, they've got, you know, CEOs and execs just being like, you know, okay, so what's in it for me? What's in it for me? And right. sadly, but I mean, what you, what you do say makes a lot of sense. Like, um, even in what Iron Man movie was that with, uh, oh my goodness, with, with the guys that would heat up and they would melt things. Was that Iron Man, Iron Man two, three. Three. three, right? That, that was a fairly new comic series that happened. Was it, um, not Infernus or Firmus or Infernus or something like that, but that was a fairly new series. It was like so much so that I didn't really know it, that I had to go back and, and you know, read up on the material. And it's, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're they're making comics now because everybody wants a movie deal. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I see what you mean. If 
Marvel doesn't help Tom Holland in his movies. So if Sony took control of Tom Holland Spider Man, they're not. It's not going to be good, right? And then like like Alan said, Venom was Venom Two wasn't even good. What if Morbius isn't good? But if they do do that, no, they're still in the game because they're still making money. That's why I don't think Kevin Feige would do that because the ultimate goal is to buy back the rights to Spider Man. Let's just not let's just not think that's gone away. Like right. Disney really wants the rights to Spider Man. Yeah, you're right. But so far, it would be a dope ass series. No, yeah, I would. I would love to watch that. But the next best thing is like, but they're gonna do it on Disney Plus. I guess it's Secret Wars. Didn't they just announce that that's on hold? No, just pushed back till 2023. It was originally supposed to be for 2022. Got it. Mm. And then so it's like that's Nick Fury series, right? That's coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, Nick yeah. Fury and Maria Hill. Um, and then um, Emile Clark from uh, Game of Thrones. I'm not sure who she's going to be, but she's going to be in it. Secret Invasion. Oh, Secret Invasion. I messed up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was Secret Wars because the Russo brothers wanted to do the Secret Wars. Secret Wars. I think that's the ultimate game plan for this next yeah. phase of the MCU is actually Secret yeah. Wars. But Secret Invasion, without a doubt, is the storyline that got me like interested in comic books after several years of me getting bored with them just because mm-hmm. Brian Michael Bendis did such a really good job of inserting different elements into comic books over like maybe, maybe a year. So when the reveal finally came that all of these different heroes were actually scrolls, it was a mind blown moment in the freaking in comic books. When does that mm-hmm. ever happen? <laughs> so I remember you were all thing. hyped up about it. Yeah. You're like, bro, we were on a bus. I think we were on a bus where you're like, bro, bro, you need to read this. And I'm like, no, if it doesn't have any X-Men in it, I'm not interested. Amen. That was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, I was really into X-Men and Spider-Man. That's the only thing I was reading. Alan's like, you need it. I'm like, nope. That's like trying to convince (laughs) Alan to watch Lord of the Rings and or Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. Or The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher. Yeah. Yep. Toss a no at the Witcher. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, guys, Sony Spider-Verse, do you think it's going to happen? I think so. I'm I'm, uh, very hopeful. I I see them able to do a lot with this. And now that, like with Joe bringing up that whole thing about about Miles, I mean, you know, Andrew Garfield, he did great. He deserves more. But... If they make him just a stepping stone to Miles Morales, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's just too much, like Alfie had mentioned it earlier, it's just too much money. Everything's about money. They can get as much money as they can if they do that. And so hopefully, to, to your point, Alan, it doesn't get saturated and they make good content. But I don't think Kevin Feige is going to help out with the Andrew Garfield movie. So. <laughs> Joe has definitely swayed me regarding if they just did another, hey, it's Andrew Garfield or even Tobey Maguire, it would be too much. But I think if you use Garfield to springboard a Miles Morales and you could take the storylines that currently are traditionally Spider-Man with like a Sinister Six I would totally be behind it because it would feel fresh. You can call it Spider-Man if you want to. You can call it, uh, let's see, what's his name? Spins? Spin, yeah. Spin. Okay, yeah, you can call him Spin, which is horrible. Yeah, horrible. But I would go for a Sony Spider-Verse with Miles Morales, and it does make sense because they've already introduced it in the cartoons, even though animated movies suck. But not Into the Spider-Verse, because that is glorious. Into the Spider-Verse is so great that I watched it. I did a midnight showing, and then like the next day I dragged my family to see it because it was that good. <laughs> so good. Uh, which is probably the first animated movie that I have encouraged anyone to see. At the time, Marvel wasn't putting out good like anime movies or cartoon movies. And then yeah. this one comes out, and you're like, wow, this is so good. Yeah. Hold up. You've never told anybody that they need to go watch Transformers the movie. The they cartoon st- movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know which movie you're talking about. For the audience. <laughs> no. 
Optimus Prime died. Didn't that movie just feel like it was a disappointment, right? Because because Optimus Prime died. Yeah, that was the biggest thing, dude. And it tricked you. Because yeah. in the cartoon, like when they get hit, they'd fall down and they'd get back up and they'd hide behind a rock. <laughs> and this one, you were like, wait, Bumblebee just died? <laughs> what? Prowler just died? You've got the touch. Iron High just died. You've got what the, the hell is happening? And then Optimus Prime dies in the first 20 minutes, bro. I remember looking around in the in the theater and kids were crying. Bro, I was trying not to cry. I was like, no way, he's dead. He, he's not gonna die. Yeah. He can't. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. So no Alfonso, I was not trying to traumatize anyone else <laughs> by watching Transformers the animated movie. You remember when people were so upset, like when the cartoon series before it ended, they brought back Optimus Prime? Yeah, I do. Damn, you got the touch. <laughs> oh, guys, dude. You got the power. Yeah. Oh man. Was it no, hot rod? For no one cared about hot rod. I'm like, bro, you can put them. Was it the Matrix inside you and you <laughs> get bigger? The power. Yeah. I'm the like, bro, you're Matrix. not Optimus Prime. Yeah. Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime. What is this? Yeah, dude? no one cared. You know, that was probably like the most 90s thing they ever did. I don't know mm-hmm. if that movie came out in the 90s, but when they turned their leader into a flaming pink hot rod, no. <laughs> like that, that was so freaking 90s, dude. You know, it's like they had this thing that was going really great. And then yeah. the 90s was all about extreme. Like yeah. everything had to be extreme, mm-hmm. right? And that's what it was. They're just like, Kids will think this is cool because they love flames on everything. We'll make their leader with flames, you know? When G.I. Joe came out with that movie, bro, and then Duke dies, and you're like, oh, what? Dude. You killed Duke? (laughs) That movie. Okay, I got a question because I've been confused about this. I'm sure I could just Google it, but we're talking. Did that movie actually come out in the theaters or did it just go straight to after afternoon TV? Pretty no, sure it was, it was, it was on TV. No, it was on TV. See, oh, that's my point. Yeah. It was on TV. Because I thought it was going to come out in the theaters. Okay. I was hyped on it. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, I saved up my money and I was like, dad, dad, we need to watch this. Right. And he's like, okay, whatever. But then like, I could never find it in the theaters. Then probably a month later, maybe mm-hmm. a month and a half later, it dropped on TV. Yeah. I remember there was a special because I remember I was like, Dad, can I watch that? Because, you know, let me explain <laughs> to all this younger generation that doesn't know. You really had growing up one TV. And when <laughs> yeah. your dad came home from work, you had to watch whatever your dad watched. So you had to watch all the cartoons, any TV show you wanted, play any video games before the pops came home. And right. pops always came home around 5 to 5.30, depending on traffic, bro. And you had a, a brief stint of what you wanted to watch. And I remember I said, Dad, can I please watch this movie? He's like, you know what, son? You got you got until 7 o'clock. And then my show comes on. That's all I needed, dude. <laughs> nice. Joe is so right about that, except I had to fight with my sister for TV rights. So, you know, mm-hmm. basically, yep. I, I would only have from like 4 o'clock to 5 because my sister actually did her homework unlike me four o'clock to five when my sister was doing her homework that was the only time i had tv i could actually watch because dad came home between five and five thirty and then i was done (laughs) you just had to be strategic sorry to my sister but i used to buy her barbies and stuff (laughs) go play this so i can watch this (laughs) nice Maybe that's why my sister bought me my first Game Boy so she could get rid of me. <laughs> hey, that's how we met was through the Game Boy. That's right, dude. Shout out to my sister for trying to get rid of me, and it turned into yep. getting Joe. <laughs> nice. shout, out, shout out to the sister. What yeah. good, little homie? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank everybody for listening to us today on our podcast and our past podcast and our new podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Shoot, go down the street and talk to the person on the corner who ain't got nothing to do. Let him listen or her listen to our podcast because we love what we're doing. And we just want to spread the message of nerd fandom to everybody and anybody that's willing to listen to anything that we have to say. 
This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!